This is Nursing in America. Each week we speak with incredible nurses from all over the world who have taken the leap to start a new life in the United States. If you're thinking about doing the same, then this is the place you'll find all the insider knowledge and inspirational success stories to realize your own American dream. Hi, everybody, and welcome. And we are very excited today because we're going to be talking about credit. This is a topic that is really, really important when you come to the U.S. For many nurses coming to the U.S., you come here. One of the main reasons is to improve your life from a financial perspective and understanding how credit history works is a vital part of that. So first introductions. My name is Tanya Friedman, and I'm the Chief Operating Officer of Kinetics USA. We help nurses all over the world coming to the U.S. Um, and have done so for many years through direct hire. And I have with me a very esteemed panel. So first of all, ladies first, we have Blair. Hi, Blair. Welcome. Hi. Good morning, everyone. We also have Rod. Good morning. And last but not least is Darius. Darius is a nurse that is uh, has been in the U.S. for a little while here, so he's going to be sharing his experience. Blair is going to Blair and Rod are our two experts, and they're going to be giving a lot of very important pointers and tips. And these are the topics: What is credit history? Why is it important? What is a credit score? How how does it actually work? Also, most important, when you arrive in the U.S. as a new immigrant, you won't have credit. So how do you get started? Another question, how do you build it? Not just get started, but how do you build it? And what are the common mistakes that people make in terms of their credit? Best tips and advice from the experts. So we've got a lot of, a lot of uh, information to cover um, and um, we're going to get straight to it. Okay, so be before we start, actually, I wanted to just share a quick personal story because, as many of you know, I was an immigrant myself. I came here 21 years ago. I'm now a very proud citizen. I came from South Africa. I came with my husband and my children were little at that time. One was eight and one was four. And my first encounter with credit history was we had to buy a car. So we didn't even know what credit history was. And we went to a car dealership. The salesman was very excited to see us coming in with our children. He thought, great, this family want to spend money with me. He was very excited and very animated when we came in and met with him. Um, we chose our car. The kids were all excited. And he disappeared for a few minutes. And when he came back, he said his face was had changed completely. He was very kind of like solemn. And he said, you have no credit history. So this was really a big shock to my husband and I because we didn't even know what credit history was. We didn't have that in South Africa. We'd never experienced anything like that. And we realized that we couldn't buy a car at that time, which we needed for our family, because we didn't know what credit history was or where to even begin. So Rod, I'm going to start with you. What actually is credit or credit history? So credit is simply buying something that you then pay for at a later date through agreed upon terms and under the terms of a contract, usually with interest or extra or additional fees or both. When you have that agreement, like something for a car, 
you're paying it back over time, that account gets reported to companies like Experian, which are credit bureaus, and those payments then become part of your credit history or your credit report. And that credit report really acts as your financial references. It shows that you manage your debts well, that you pay your bills on time. And so the next time you go in to talk to a lender about buying a car or buying a house or getting a credit card, they can see that credit history and that you manage your debts well, and they'll be able to open an account for you too. Okay. So very important just at the beginning to understand what it is all about. And really, I think it can just be summed up. It's like your track record, your track history of your borrowing and your repayments. And, and lenders are going to look at that to see if you are a risk or not a risk. Correct? Correct. Yes. Okay. So Darius, what is the first, what is, what is the first time as, an, as a nurse who immigrated to the U.S. that you heard about credit? So um, I, I immigrated here in the States um, in May 2019, coming from the Philippines. Um, I, I, I migrated here together with uh, my colleagues and my friends. So like Tanya, um, my first experience about credit history and credit score, when we were about to purchase, you know, our cars, which are needed, you know, to, to be able to go to work. So um, being an immigrant, of course, like Tanya said, it's it, it was difficult because we don't have credit background history. Um, in the Philippines, we also don't have, I mean, not that I know of, but we don't have a strong credit history record or financial records in the Philippines um, that, you know, people base, you know, your, your credit history or lending history. So in the States, um, getting the car and getting our first apartment, you know, renting the first apartment was our first experience or my first experience, you know, hearing about um, how important credit scores are or credit history is. So that was the first time as well. That was the first time. Okay. And Blair, can you maybe share with everybody watching from a, a credit union or a banking perspective, why is credit important? Credit is extremely important um, in our U.S. banking system because it measures a person's credit worthiness. So all encompassing, that's, you know, the extent that the U.S. banking system recognizes or classifies that a person is um, suitable or capable of receiving financial credit. So it's your likeliness to pay back um, the money that you are borrowing. So within the credit worthiness, your credit score provides that general estimate of what your credit worthiness is based on you know your credit report. And that then determines your interest rates for any loan that you would obtain. Um, any money that you were to borrow. So a lot of people don't realize the huge difference, just, you know, a half a percent interest rates could be the difference between thousands of dollars. Um, so it's very important that you have, you know, a very good credit score that gives you um, positive credit worthiness and in turn will give you a lower credit score, ultimately saving you money, which is your, your, your ultimate goal. Um, so it's extremely important that, we build good credit and we understand it, um, but it's it's a vital part of our U.S. banking system. Yeah, you really, there's no way around it. 
when I first came here, a friend of mine kind of explained it to me and, and as, with an analogy and said, it's kind of like when you're a high school student, you have to have really good grades in order to get into a good school, a postgraduate school. So it's kind of like that same past behavior predicts future behavior kind of thinking that a new school is going to say, okay, is this a good student? Am I going to, or the school will say, yeah, is this a good student? Am I going to accept them into my university or college? It's a prerequisite for your financial health. Um, There are minimal credit scores that need to be met to be members of financial institutions for specifics our credit union. Um, You have to have a minimal credit score to have certain credit cards um, to obtain certain loans. So um, it's not just, oh, I have a bad credit score, no credit that I will have a higher interest rate. No, there's a chance that you will not be able to obtain these items. Um, So, yes, it's a a prerequisite to um, your financial health prerequisite to your financial health. I love that. <laughs> that. That is a really important factor to bear in mind. Rod, maybe you can share with us, how do the, the credit scores work? How, how does, you know, what is a good score? What isn't a good score? Um, and, and how does the whole thing actually work? So there are two things that, that are going on and the school analogy is a good one because I use that as well to talk about credit reports and credit scores. So you have a credit report, which is what Experian compiles and, and it shows your credit history, the accounts you have and how you're repaying them. As Blair said, it, it's a reflection of your, what we call propensity to repay or likelihood you'll repay a debt as agreed. So it shows your past credit history. When a lender requests your credit report, they can also request a credit score or they may calculate their own credit score. A credit score is simply a reflection of the information in the report that is a statistical way to predict risk. So uh, if you think of the, the credit report as kind of a paper you would do in school, and the credit score is like the grade you get in school. And the teacher's kind of like the bank or the credit union. So they will look at your credit history and they use a credit score to analyze the information from that credit report. And that results in typically a three digit number that ranges from 350 to 850 in most cases, but there are some that are, are different scales. And that number represents the likelihood that you'll repay a loan or the risk that you won't. So having a good credit history and taking care of your good credit history will result in good credit score. So I always tell people you focus on taking care of your credit report and the scores will take care of themselves because they just reflect what's in that credit report. Okay, that's a great explanation. So let's talk a little bit about starting your credit. Um, Starting your credit is um, really difficult for international nurses because first of all, they don't even know what it is. And second of all, they don't have a history of credit. So how, Darius, can you maybe share with us how you started your credit? So, um, well, as, as Rod and um, 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 said a while ago, so it's, it's, uh, it's basically our, um, you know, through yeah, credit can be obtained through, you know, by purchasing. So at first when we, when we applied to, um, to get our car and we don't have a credit background, um, our, um, company or the agency who petitioned us to the U.S. 
had to issue a lot of documents to prove that we are able to pay for the car. And, and uh, we applied with a certain bank. And I guess if I'm not mistaken, to, to be able to approve, to be able to get that car, the bank has to stand as a lien holder for our cars that, that we purchased. And then, um, so that was the first part. The second thing that um, I, I did was I need to apply for a credit card. I know that it's it's it sounds difficult because like knowing you don't have a background history or a financial history, you cannot apply for a card. But I think luckily for that time, Discover was offering um, credit cards for new immigrants. So I grabbed that and then um, they have given me initially um, a credit limit of, of uh, I guess, like $800. And from that standpoint, um, I was using my card every day for purchases, for groceries, for gas, for whatever um, things that we needed. And then from that point, the credit is building. The credit score is trying to build. And um, and as, as Rod said, it's not just about the credit cards. It's, it's about your bill. So as we pay our apartment, our utilities, phone bills, your credit score also builds. So as long as you pay them on time or advance, it will be a good, it will be a it will take a good effect on your credit score. So however, if you pay late or you forgot to pay your bills on time, especially big amounts, and if there will be like really, really big interest, it really, it will really hurt your credit. And um as as um you said, Tanya, the analogy is like, you know, it's like grades. Um, so your credit score actually is like a basis of of your of your um, capacity to purchase um, items or what have we. Okay, thank you for sharing that, Darius. There's some great hot tips that you have given nurses who are watching now, who are who are all over the world and are worried about credit and how to get started. We'll be back with the conversation in just a second. There's a wonderful opportunity for you. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses from all over the world to work in healthcare facilities here in the USA. If you are interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com slash application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. On with the show. Some of the things that you've spoken about is getting your employer to, to assist and um, getting a, maybe like a secured credit card and uh, Rod or Blair, are there any other tips, hot tips that you can share about how to get your credit started? Any other ideas? So I, I, I'll jump in a little bit. Um, and one of the things Sari said isn't exactly true. Um, so um, utilities uh, and things like cell phone payments aren't actually traditionally reported to the credit bureaus. So. Uh, but you can have them reported now. And, and over the last two years, Experian actually launched a service called Experian Boost that lets you, if you have utility services, so natural gas or electricity or water, or you have a cell phone bill, uh, or you actually have streaming services, you can go to Experian.com boost and enroll in that service. It's a free service. It's permission-based. And we will capture those positive payments. So that's the, the good payments that you're making 
and add them to your credit report as accounts. And so it's a great way, once you have an, a credit history established and you just need one or two accounts to start, you can add that and that will help improve your scores. And what we're seeing is on average for people within files, which particularly is true for new immigrants, is an increase of about 19 points. So it's a significant start and it's a good way to get going with that credit history. So that's fairly new. Uh, and you can also have your rent payments reported. Uh, so if you search Experian, you can find Experian's rent reporting and you can work with a third party to have your positive rent payments reported. That is proving to be very powerful in helping people establish a credit report and to build that credit score as well. So encourage people to look into those two options. They're fairly new and actually empower you as an individual to have good, good information added directly yourself. So, Okay, that is fabulous information. Thank you so much for sharing that, Rod. And the interesting thing is how things change. And you said those are two new items. So on the LaFora Talk Show Expert Edition, you're hearing it hot off the press and that these are, are some additional ways for you to build your credit and get started when you arrive in the US. We are going to share the slide now of what is a good or bad or exceptional credit and what the scores actually look like. Um, and as we're doing that, Blair, if you, can you maybe take us through this? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do want to add that from the beginning, a credit is not an overnight thing. So especially for immigrants, to build credit, it could take anywhere from three months to probably a year to establish a, a solid credit um, score, credit report. So it's not an overnight thing. It's it's not a sprint. It's for sure a marathon. So just be patient um, and go about, go about it that way. But so a person's credit score is made up of um, five factors. So it's they have payment history, which accounts for 35% of the score. Um, that's, you know, making your payments on time, um, any late payments. And a very fun fact, not very fun, but um, one late payment could take seven years to bring up on your credit score. Now, like he said, experience wow. is an amazing tool. It's great. However, one late payment can take up to seven years to repair on your credit score. So payment history is at 35%. Um, the amounts owed makes up about 30%. So it's highly influential. Like it says, um, it can determine, you know, your mortgages, your auto loans, property loans, credit cards, anything like that. Um, even accounts and collections, unfortunately. Length of history accounts for 15%. That's not going to be a big booster for you guys um, just because it takes a while to build that up. So length of history really only gets an A grading um, once there's at least about 10 or so years obtained of history, but um, it's it's quite a small factor. Then new credit uh, is about 10% of the score. And then the types of credit used, which is differentiation, whether you have a mortgage, an auto loan, a signature loan, a credit card, that is that um, final 10% of your score. So the two things you really want to focus on are making your payments on time, staying current, um, using like auto pay or bill pay, and then also the amounts owed. So there's a difference between, you know, current debt and available credit. Um, you want to minimize your balances on credit cards and that revolving credit. And uh, don't open new credit cards just to try to increase your available credit. You know, think wisely um, when you're when you're trying to boost those things. Um, 
but it's it's a little bit complex. The whole credit scenario is a little bit difficult, but um, this is why it's broken down into the areas that you can focus on. And each of these areas usually gets a letter grade and you can kind of determine that and that makes up your all comp comprehensive credit score. I always like to touch on the, the amount of the, what we call utilization rate. So as you start to use credit here, you'll hear that term. And so, you know, what I always tell people is exactly what Blair said. If you pay your bills on time and you keep your credit card balances low for most people, that's going to result in everything else being good and, and your scores will go up. So one of the fastest ways to help credit, if you have a credit account and it's, and you have a credit card is to pay down your credit card balances. That's the utilization rate, your balance to limit ratio. And that's the second most important factor in scores right behind that payment history. So pay down those, keep the balances low on your credit cards. You don't have to have a huge credit limit as long as you're paying the, the balances and keeping them low on as compared to the limit you have. Okay, really good information. So one of the questions that came through um, is, will it affect my credit score if I apply for a new loan or credit card? Darius, did you ever apply apply for a new loan or credit card? I yes, I applied after after my discover. Of course, I had to apply for another credit card. Um, I think I mean it's okay. I applied for a, a Delta, you know, Amex, and um, and sometimes it's it's hard to be approved by American Express, you know, without a good credit score or credit standing. Um, and yeah, that's that's just what Blair said. Um. Um, actually, a lot of credit card companies will offer you credit cards if you have like good scores or like um, fair scores. They would try to lure you by offering a lot of um, offers in your mail. But you have to be responsible on, you know, which credit card you will apply to. Like you also have to check interest rates, annual rates. Um, I, I Actually, this is based on experience. I applied for Amex and then I applied for another bank, which I will not just mention. Um, and then I think I did not really read the entire, you know, agreement for applying for the card and that it has like a, a monthly or a, um, an annual rate, which is really, really high. But then, you know, as long as I'm using it and I'm paying my bills on time and whatever I borrow, usually I will pay them right away. It's, it's a good, it has a good effect on my credit. Um, Although you can purchase items that you can pay staggered or like in installment, I still make it to the point that I, if I have the money, the cash, I will pay them. So that's that's just my my principle in in using my credit cards. So if I will use the card to purchase an item, I should be I should have the money or the cash available to be able to pay them right away. Because um uh, I just based on my experience also before. If you pay like, you know, the minimum amount, there are interest rates and interest rates in the U.S. It's 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 crazy sometimes. And and you might just notice that, you know, the interest rates are very, very high and significantly it will affect your credit scores or your credit history. So and I actually I have five, five, but I will limit just myself for five credit cards. And I what I do is I use one for groceries another one to book flights if I needed to travel somewhere. Um, the rest is for bills, um, utilities, and if I have to buy, of course, clothes, uniforms, and et cetera. That's it. 
Okay, well, that, that's some good advice, Rod or Blair. How many credit cards is optimum? Is there like a number? Um, it more so goes to your credit limit, um, not specifically the card and how you use it. So different cards. I know our our program that we have is specifically for um, people in your situation for immigrants coming here. Our limit is twenty five hundred. Um, that's a great credit limit. Now you can have four credit cards that equal that twenty five hundred. Um, yeah. But your score is going to go based on that open credit limit. And I, I get super giddy talking about credit. Like one of my hobbies. Love your passion, Blair. I know it's very strange. I catch myself having like normal weekend dinner conversations about. I'm like, this is not what we should be talking about. But <laughs> something that I do want to say is, do try very hard to not consistently apply for new credit in the position that right. you guys are in. You will be heavily, heavily solicited via mail, email, all sorts of things for these credit cards. They are not all made the same. Um, pay attention. Look for ones with 0% introductory APR for the first 12 months. No annual fees. Um, fees on balance transfers. Fees on all sorts of things. You have to look at them. They are not all made equal. Also, there's the banking system. It, it's a little bit confusing. There's installment debt versus installment versus revolving debt that you have. So apply for any credit over a very short period of time because applying for credit consistently over a longer period of time will hurt your credit score because your credit report will be hit with these hard inquiries over and over again every time you apply for new credit. So make sure if you're applying that you're doing it within a small time frame um, because things that are done within 30 days, if you're rate shopping or looking for approval, will be conducted as, you know, smaller hits. Now, every time you're applying for one of those credit cards that you're solicited for, that is a hard hit. So that's a topic, hard hits and soft hits, a little bit different, um, but that will negatively impact your credit score um, with every single hit that you that you make. Okay, thank you, Blair. Rod, do you have anything to add to what Blair is speaking about? And maybe you can elaborate a little bit about what is a hard hit and a soft hit. Yeah, so uh, so Blair and I have something in common. It's the same thing. <laughs> when we start talking about credit, we could go for hours. Um, well, that's so, why you're on the panel. That's why you're on the Lafora Expert panel. We have a lunch and talk about credit. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so there's a lot to think about. So, um you, you, you asked about an optimal number of credit cards. There really isn't one. It depends on the person's individual credit history and, and the unique nature of it. You don't have to have any credit cards to have a good credit score, but it can help to have one or two. So you know, one is enough, maybe two, as long as you're making a small purchase and then paying it in full, just like Darius described, you're showing activity in that account. And a credit score for in most of them will not include a, an account in a score calculation until it has at least three months and often up to six months of activity first. So when you get an account, don't expect your score to start to go up right away. It's going to take a bit of time for that account to have not only a presence in the, in the credit report, but also some activity to show that you manage it well. Uh, so it takes a bit of time. Uh, when we talk about inquiries, you always tell people inquiries in the industry re reporting industry, we call it the fifth factor because it's always the least important uh, in terms of scores. But when you apply for new credit, we have to show a record that someone's looked at your report for that because you've applied. That's called an inquiry. It can 
The FEC scores a little bit because it indicates there's potentially a new debt that doesn't show up yet as an account in your report. Typically after two to three months, that inquiry, while it's still there, won't have any significant impact on the score because there'll be a new account and that becomes the risk indicator. Or there isn't a new account because you said, no, I don't want that account. And so it doesn't affect scores because there's no new data. Uh, and by the way, the most powerful word and important word in credit is no, because as Blair said, you'll get lots of offers. If you can say no, you can use those to your advantage because you can find the ones that give you the best incentives, the lowest interest rates, the you know, discounts on airline miles, whatever it might be to, to, to use to your advantage. But we have to learn to say no. That's the most important thing. Wow, that is very good advice. Very hot tips there. And, and I think um, for anybody learning about credit history for the first time, this is a vital, vital show. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Nursing in America. Part two will be available next week, so make sure you hit the follow button and come back to join us then. If you enjoyed the episode, please help us and leave a review. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses internationally. We offer direct hire, which means healthcare facilities will directly sponsor and hire you to work here in the USA. If you're interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. You can find the link in the show notes.